as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. I have said these things to you, so that my joy may be in you, and in your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life with one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The gospel of the Lord.
Even though these stories are probably embellished over the years and they've, they've been told and retold, but one of the things we see is, is answering the, what they perceive to be the command of God, the Spirit of God, answering it without question, even though it seems really absurd. And so Cornelius, fully expected that Peter will respond, gathers his relatives together and his close friends, and they're all gathered there waiting for Peter to come to the house. And sure enough, Peter shows up. And he says to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or to visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. And then he asks Cornelius, Why did you send for me? And Cornelius explains his vision to Peter and invites him to preach. And Peter, and I, I think Peter, a good preacher, probably was prepared to preach. <laughs> I think he fully expected he was going to be preaching that day. So Peter starts to preach, and he talks about the life of Jesus and about his death and his resurrection, and starts to explain the good news. And then in the midst of that, the preacher is interrupted. The Holy Spirit begins to take over. And this is where the passage today begins. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon those Gentiles gathered. And Peter, the sermon, is interrupted. And one can imagine that Peter and all those who are with him must have been stunned in what was going on before them. They remember certainly that first Pentecost when the Jews from all over the Roman Empire were gathered in Jerusalem. Holy Spirit came upon them and they started to speak in tongues and the apostles did and they could see all of the movement of the Spirit among the Jewish people. But what was different this time was that this was happening to the Gentiles. And it's at this point that Peter says, is there any reason why we should not baptize these people? Peter had been moved by the Spirit to, to a great transformation. Here was a man who was thoroughly Jewish, who perhaps at that time, before the Spirit engaged him, understood Christianity to be a sect of Judaism, that they would continue to be faithful Jews, that they would be they would be faithful to the dietary laws. And now he was faced with another reality, something he could never have imagined. And God was opening up Christian faith to all with no restrictions. This was a turning point in the early church. And if the people who had been there at that time had not been open to the movement of the Spirit, we would not be here today. Now, I think this has tremendous implications for us as we think about the Episcopal Church, and especially as we think about the changes that have transpired over the last 20 or 30 years. There's been a lot of change, and it's not been easy. And I think uh, it, it's instructive for us to see in this lesson from Acts that when the Spirit engages, it's not going to be easy necessarily. It will be disruptive, and it might even be disturbing. And I've thought over the things that have happened over the past few years in our church. And, and I think it is attributed to the church that we believe that God's revelation continues to this day. It is not closed. We believe that we must be open to the Spirit and 
In our diocesan type of prayer, we give thanks for the ministries of St. Paul's Church Linfield and their new priest in charge, the Reverend David Morris Clement. St. Paul's Church Malden, Church of St. John the Evangelist Sanfield, and Commission of Ministries and Vocational Leaders. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you.
here to invite you to come to our evening prayer service this evening at 7 o'clock on the second Sunday of each month we have a healing prayer service. And you are invited to come to pray for yourself or for others and loved ones. Thank you.